Thank you for listening to Fearless LA. We believe that where love is greater, fear is less. Tune in today to hear a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Jeremy Johnson. Psalms 92, verse number 12. The Bible says this, the righteous, somebody touch your neighbor and say, that's you. <laughs> uh, by the way, this series is called Tag You're It. So you're going to have to tag your neighbor a lot. So t- just touch them right there and say, tag, you're it. Uh, no one else is coming. God sent you. Tag, you're it. Uh, and, and anybody know about hashtags? Uh, so really, we're, we're doing both thoughts, tag, you're it, and hashtag, you're it. And when you hashtag a picture or a thought, it groups it automatically with other pictures and other thoughts that could only have one thing in common, their hashtag. So today, I believe we can look different, sound different, almost act different, but tagged together by the power of God. You see, the church is a called out group of believers called out of darkness into his wonderful light. I was called alone. None of you were there. My pastor wasn't there. My friends weren't there. You weren't there. My cheerleaders weren't there. My wife wasn't there. My kids weren't there. It was when I was 18 years old, standing at a railroad track where my best friend had committed suicide. I stood there with tears in my eyes and wondering why I could not be the Christian that he would believe in Jesus to be around. Why I went to church, but I was not the church. And at 18 years old, having to go on to church all my life, but not believing a single word that was preached from this Bible. I kneeled at that railroad tracks, and all of a sudden this word became 3D, scratch and sniff, alive. And God spoke into my life, Jeremy, I've called you out of darkness into my wonderful light. I'm the God of the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance, the fifth chance. And all you have to do, Jeremy, is say yes. And that day I said yes. I just want to warn you real quick. Be careful saying yes to God. <laughs> like if you give him an inch, he's not taking a mile. He's taking a universe, right? This, this God is crazy. Like his, he says, the earth is my footstool. The heavens are my throne. If you let him get a foot in the door, what did you give him? <laughs> Be careful if you give God a little bit because uh, even if we are faithless, he is always faithful. So he always remains true to his word. I said yes to God, kind of. Like that day, I kind of said yes because I was in an emotional state of distraught. And God took me as his kind of yes. And here I am today in Los Angeles, California, still preaching the gospel. You say, what are you doing up there? Are you preaching? No, I'm just taking my second chance. I'm just taking my second. Will you let me take my second chance for a second? Do we have any people taking their second chance in the room or maybe a third or fourth The righteous shall flourish like palm trees. Oh, L.A., that's what he's talking about. He shall grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Verse 13. Those that are planted, somebody say planted, in the house of the Lord. Those that are rooted in the house of the Lord. 
Those people shall flourish in the courts of our God. I want to just pause there for a second because I, I want you to understand uh, that, that, that many people say you cannot grow a church off of dreamers because dreamers are wishy-washy. <laughs> dreamers are so caught up in their dreams that they never choose to live in the daylight. They're always dreaming in the midnight. It's hard to grow a church off of dreamers because they're here one day and gone the next. And, and, and I have found that to be true because, uh, because we have 100 leaders out of 300 we've raised up that are gone. We don't know where they're at. We've been looking for them. We've been searching. Many of them gone for good reasons. Many have gone for, for reasons of they could not get the finances to stay in L.A. They, they moved here from Kansas where, where houses were like $3 for a 3,000 square foot house. And uh, their mom's bedroom was free, you know, and, and they've been living there. for. And all of a sudden that, that call, uh, how many of you guys know that, that, the, that the calls get louder when it gets tougher? All of a sudden, they haven't called you for years, and they call you at the perfectly wrong time. Right when you look at your bank account, and it's negative, and you moved here to prove them wrong, and now life is proving them right. And if you're going to be a dreamer, you got to line up not with fact, but with faith. And your faith will always pursue truth, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. What is the word of God? The word of God is not fact. The word of God is truth. The Bible does not call us to worship in spirit and in fact. <laughs> this is how many of us worshiped for most of our lives. How I worship for most of my life. It's like, here's the facts. So here's how I worship. The facts are in. I don't really feel like praising today. I don't feel like being that weird guy jumping today. I don't know about all the jumping. I don't know if I need to do, I, 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 don't really, I don't really feel like God is actually here. I don't know if he's here. I don't know if he's real. I don't know if he exists. And I, I used to think he did, but now somewhere along the line, I lost God. But can I tell you this? God can't be lost. How is he lost if he's everywhere? <laughs> Where are you at? Right here. Just because you can't feel that God's here, does it mean he's not here? Can the GPS on your phone mess up and tell you you're somewhere else when you thought you were somewhere else? H have you ever driven in downtown and because of the large buildings, your GPS gets messed up and, and all of a sudden you cannot connect to what's there? Y y it's blocked somehow because of the things in life that are, that are set up around you? I, there, and and, and I, I can't get anywhere without GPS. I'm just being honest with you. Maybe, maybe to the Whole Foods by my house. Uh, you know, sometimes I can wander there, but anywhere else, like, I, I'm just, I'm done. I, I, don't, I don't really know freeways here in L.A., and I just decided I, I don't need to because I have GPS. But, but have you ever needed to go somewhere but your phone was dead? <laughs> and, and can I tell you this? The place wasn't lost. You were lost. You never go, my house is lost. I don't know where it's, it, it's just lost. It's not there. You go to people, hey, can you help me get to my house? It's lost. I don't know where, I don't know where it went. It's not there because uh, it's not calculating me to there. No, no, the, the sensor's not trying to find your house. It's trying to find you. See, God never is lost. It's us that are lost. It's me that's lost. And if you feel like God's not there, it's, because, it's not because he's not there. It's maybe because we're not there. Maybe there's too many buildings 
Maybe there's too many things on this earth that we've set up that are interfering with the signal. Or maybe our phone has died because we forgot to charge it. Uh, where was I at? We could leave right now and be okay. That, that would... <laughs> someone, got it. someone finally said amen. Amen to that one. You know, the better you make this preacher preach, the faster we're getting out to lunch. I'm just telling you, some of y'all, some of y'all been sitting there like, when's this guy gonna shut up? The more you amen, we are, we are on our way because I'm going, okay, they got it, Jesus. Now we're done, right? Do we have, see, there's some amens coming there. Amen, praise the Lord. <laughs> Josh, Josh. And I feel like there's a generation of dreamers that are lost, even though they're already found. And they're searching, and, and we lose them all the time. And someone told me recently, do you really think you could build the church off of dreamers? Because that's what God told us to do. That's why we're doing it. I, I, this is not my idea. It would have been a stupid idea if it was my idea. This is an incredible idea. Build a church off the dreamers. It's not an age. It's not a status. It's not a race. It's not male or female. It's something I put into the hearts of my sons and daughters. And there are people coming in. They, look, they don't look like there's anything there. But I'm going to give you the eyes to see the gold inside of the, the mess. And this is what God's called us to do. Why? Because God has put a God dream inside of you. He's put something bigger than you getting credit, bigger than you receiving an award. There's something more to this life than just the world's accolades and them are getting our, our name on the credits of something. Here's what I want to do. If we boast in anything, let's boast in Jesus. At the end of life, when we look back, we say, man, I was walking with him, but I don't really know how I got here. He led me here, and he did something amazing with my life and if I'm going to boast in anything I'm going to boast in the Lord look I'm not just thanking the Lord at the end of my speech I'm boasting in the Lord I cannot give this speech without the breath in my lungs to say it makes sense but we lose dreamers you know why we lose dreamers because dreamers are houseplants we've moved so much and we've had to move to protect ourselves. We've had to go here because they said this. We've had to put up walls here because they said that. They didn't believe in the dream, but that's okay. They don't have to believe in your dream. As long as God has the dream for you, that's all that matters. So we've moved from here to there, and we've run from this, and, we, and, and here's what most of us do. We are still trying to outprove their words. We're still trying to outprove their facts. Can I tell you this? Anybody can state the facts. It's, it's not hard to state the facts. Like, Josh, stand up. Josh is black. Are any of you impressed? That's the facts. No one's impressed with the facts, right? What I'm impressed with is faith. Josh, you're not just a black man. You're a world changer. And God is going to use your culture and your destiny to prove otherwise. You will write songs that will transform generations. You're not just starting singing. You're going you're gonna to lead congregations and nations. And your words are going to uproot, tear down, and destroy. When you sing, healing is going to come to pass in a generation. Now, not everybody can see that. But those that do, win with God. Because I'm not honoring just Josh. 
<laughs> when you honor the painting, you also honor the master of the piece. I cannot put down a painting and not at the same time put down the artist. I cannot talk idle about what's been painted. You see, look, Josh, God doesn't see you in facts. He sees you in eternity. Facts run in stiff lines. When you get here, you're awesome. Oh, you're going back here? You're not so awesome. When you go here, you'll be great. Over here, maybe you'll be okay. If you finally get married, Josh, then I can use you in the way that I want you to use you. If you finally get to my time, and we're always playing catch up with the timeline. Have you ever, have you ever been a slave to the timeline? And you're frustrated by the timeline, and you're irritated in the timeline. Can I tell you this? Jesus was like the movie Inception. Have you ever been to a movie that just changed your life? Negative or positive? Freddy Cougar changed my life. Negative. I was at a house. We were hanging out. I shouldn't have been watching it. My parents didn't want me to watch it, but I watched it, right? We closed our eyes on the filthy scenes, and here comes Freddy Krueger, and I'm scared out of my mind. I don't tell anyone, but Freddy Krueger has planted something in my mind that changed my life. And my dad's friend was crazy enough. He put on a, a pantyhose on his head, and he came out in the middle of the night while we we're all sleeping, and he started banging on the window. What happened is he tripped on a lawn duck, a duck in the lawn. That's all I can, how I can describe it. Tripped on a lawn duck and went through the window, slicing his hand open, and blood started squirting out in our bedroom. It's messed me up for life. I cannot watch Freddy Cougar. I don't like... I don't like nylons. I'm just, I, I just, it, on people's heads, it just doesn't work for me. Right? That movie messed me up. I'm going to date myself. So did The Matrix. I went in The Matrix and I was like, I came out. I went in one way. I came out different. I came out like, where's the rabbit? Where am I from? I saw, I saw tattoos. I'm, I'm looking for the rabbit. I'm, I'm thinking, am I Neo? Is this life real? I started jumping, trying to fly. Is anybody, did that happen to anybody? I, I don't know. Maybe just me. Maybe it's just me. I'm just weird like that. My wife watches the notebook, and she wants to make out. Put in the notebook. Message to self. Let's watch the notebook tonight. Hey, I pray. Right. Too, too much? Okay. Right? And the movie Inception, that messed me up. Like the, the earth was like curling back and they're just like sitting at this coffee shop. And, and the whole concept was that they could break, they were mind thieves. They could break into someone's mind and extract information. And, and one guy got the thought of if we could extract information, maybe we could put it in. And we could change history by putting in new seeds. Everything God does is a seed. Jesus, that's why he said, in the beginning was the word. Then he said, I am the word. He, he was saying, I'm the seed. The seed is a word. Be careful if a word slips into your mind. Because a word is the seed and your mind is the soil. Many of us are still trying to outlive the seeds that have been planted in our mind by planting new seeds that look nice. We snap pictures. Oh, look at me. I'm doing well. But we don't show the real stuff because we want them to see that we were doing good in spite of your word. Have you ever done that? Have you ever put up an angry quote? <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk to me. A negative quote? One of our young men put up a negative quote. I, I just kind of... Hit him on there and said, hey, I love you. 
Because I was proving that his quote may have been fact, but it wasn't truth. Because he said, all the haters. Well, what about all your motivators? What about all the people God has put in your life? Look, why, why don't we focus on whatever is lovely, whatever is true? Whatever thing you focus on, you're watering. Your tears water. Your tears water. So are you crying over their words? Are you crying with joy over the word of God? That is, whichever one you're crying over, whichever one you're focusing on, is being watered and it will continue to grow. And some of us have a jungle in our head. Welcome to the jungle. It's time we get out a machete called the word of God. Start chopping down the facts that the world has given us. You spoke that over me? Of course you did. Anybody can say that. But I'm looking to hang out with people that don't just tolerate me. They elevate me. I'm looking to be around people. And you know what? I'm gonna, if, even if I got one, I'm going to honor that one. I'm not going to honor the hundreds that don't agree with what God has put in my life. I'm going to celebrate the one. I'm going to take pictures with the one. I'm going to say, thank you, God. Hashtag for friends that are there in the good times and there in the bad times. Hashtag thank you, God, for friends that when I run out of money to pay my bills, open up their couch for me to sleep on. Thank you, God. But we're still trying to busy, be busy trying to bring those seeds out, but all we're doing is watering them. If you starve them from water, they die. And it's the only way they could be uprooted. The Bible says this, that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. Those that are, those that are, those that get a little bit from here and a little bit from there and a dose from over here and a Holy Ghost over here, and a nice teaching over here, and a word over here, and a prophecy over here, and I go to this church on Tuesday, and I go to this community on Friday, and I'm over here on Wednesday, and I'm over here on Saturday, and I could be in Kansas on Tuesday because I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay the bills, and then when I get there, I'm going to go over here for this, I'm going to go over here for what I need, and here's what we do with our life. We dance in the pot and wonder why we have no lasting fruit. I don't care if you get rooted in this church. I'm not trying to sell you on this church. I'm not a salesman. I'm really bad at being a salesman. I know I got the car salesman suit on, but I did that for baby dedications. Don't let this suit fool you. I am gangster up in here. I'm punk rock. There's something inside of me. Don't let this fool you. This is just a jacket. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm not a car salesman and never will be. You can't force me into being something God's not called me to be. There are over 2,000 churches in this downtown region. Over 2,000. For my leaders, I've highlighted all of them and said, hey, there's lots of great churches. Get rooted somewhere. If it's not here, get rooted somewhere. Find your flavor. Find your flow and get in. Don't just church hop to do it because you think it's awesome to eat a whole bunch of different foods. You're going to end up with gas. <laughs> and everybody knows that gas does not smell nice. <laughs> that's a word. I, I, that's not in my notes. I just came out. Y'all drew that out of me. I don't know what's wrong with you. Those that are planted, planted in the house 
of the Lord, those that dig down, even if their roots are small because they've been chopped off by all other words and all other wounds, those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in, in the courts of the Lord. Where are the courts of the Lord? I've already said it a couple times. There is no such thing as secular music and Christian music. Please, please understand this. There is music that honors God and music that does not. But all music was created by God, whether it was honoring him or not honoring him. Do you think Bach wrote that by himself? <laughs> if man knows it, then God knows it a thousand times more. Can I tell you this? We pray over people's bodies to be healed. If you work for comp with computers, start praying over computers. That's insane. What? Pray over computers. Can God fix a computer? If man could do it, God could do it 10 million times better. Before you unleash the wiring and try to figure it out in your little finite mind, just lay your hand on it. Maybe say a word over it. If it's awkward and people are around, you're like, Shanda, ba 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 Honda. You know, don't, don't do that to freak everybody out. Be normal. Being a Christian is, makes you more normal, not more weird. If you really look like Jesus, to be a Christian, to be Christ-like, to look like him, the world doesn't hate him, they hate us. Why, because we're weird, because we separate the kingdom of the church and the kingdom of the world. No, 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 it's not them out there and us in here. No, no, we're all in this together. Look, we're in the same water. Let's go rescue people and let's do it. Look, just because you don't have a microphone and a cool pulpit does not mean you're not a preacher. <laughs> you may be wearing a guitar, you may be holding a paintbrush, but whatever it is, God has called you to flourish in his courts. Where are his courts? Are his courts only exist in the church? His courts are everywhere. Why? Because he says, the earth is my footstool. <laughs> the heavens are my throne. If you're a scientist, flourish in the courts. If you're an artist, flourish in the courts. How do I flourish in the courts? Maybe we've been trying to flourish in the courts and we've missed that there's a process to the courts. You cannot flourish unless you do the first part. Those that are planted... You will never see the God dream in your life unless you deeply root yourself. You say, how can you say that? Because storms are coming. Rains are coming. Winds are blowing. How do I know that? A hundred of our leaders missing who wanted to be here, who were chosen to be here, who were called to see great exploits happen with their life. Not all of them got offended and left our church. They left the city. Why? Because this city thinks it owns this city. The enemy thinks he owns this city because he has darkness. Every church we've been to, it's like, oh, Hollywood. It's so dark, so bad in downtown LA. Can't believe you're in downtown. So, so bad and dark. And I'm like, have you forgotten who we are? Come on. Aren't we the lights of the world? Oh, so it's dark there? Well, that, that's a good place for me to be, huh? Maybe that's a good place for me to shine, is in the darkness. Hey, look, we just got tired of blaming darkness for being dark. It's not darkness's fault. It's just being what it is. The problem is we're not being what we are. Why? Because we're not planted. We're not deeply rooted, so the first storm that comes, we're gone. Look, Sean and Sharita have been through some storms, but you know why you're still here? 
because you've been rooted and planted. You're like, I'm in this thing, pastor. I'm, in, I'm gonna go through stuff. Look, when we sign up together, we sign up together. We sign up for all our garbage, all our junk, all our madness, all our craziness. Why? Because we're human beings. <laughs> we're not human doings. If you had some human doings around you, you could just use them for things you want to use them for, and hopefully they work. But we're human beings. We're who we are. Messed up, jacked up. Anything alive is messy. Anything alive has problems. Anything alive has to grow into what it's growing into. I, I want to read you one more scripture. I'm going I'm to finish this one. I'm going to read you one more scripture, and then we're done. How many guys got something from the Lord today? How many guys feel like you're walking out different? The righteous shall flourish like palm trees. He shall grow up like a cedar of Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. Look, I want to tell you, we don't retire, we refire. They shall be fresh and flourishing and declare that the Lord is upright. He is a rock and there is no other unrighteousness in him. I want to read you this last thing, Ephesians 4:11. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Here's our job, not to be a prophet, not to be an evangelist, not just to be a pastor, not to just be a teacher, but we are those things. We have those gifts to, verse 12, prepare, and you guys bring it down a little bit, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity. Somebody say unity. Someone touch your name and say, tag, you're it. In the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Touch your neighbor and say, it's time to become mature. <laughs> Attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by every wave, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by every cunning craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Then we won't have to live in the pots anymore. Then we won't have to live with their weeds in our head anymore. Then we won't have to hide from people's words because we have a word that is greater than our word. See, Jesus was the seed that was planted in time. He was eternity, and they broke in and planted him in time. This is why the Bible says to renew your mind, to water the seed of salvation in your mind. Let it grow and transform everything. And from the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows up and builds itself up in love as each does its working part. We are together. That's it. You and me, we're connected beyond attending a church. God has brought you here for such a time as this. You're not here by accident on this great day, you're here to get rooted. The only way you will still be here in a year from now, two years from now, is if you find yourself rooted in the house of God. I promise you that. The only way you don't have to outlive their words is to let his word get planted into your heart and let it grow bigger than all the weeds in the garden. You see, when you get rooted, you finally get vision Vision gives purpose to pain. 
In my hand, I have a puzzle piece. It's been cut a certain way. It's been broken a certain way. It's not the whole picture, it's just part of it. This is how most of my life I've felt, like a misfit. Like, where do I belong? How do I fit? Who do I fit with? And I looked for outward things. I looked for people that looked like me, people that sounded like me, people that liked the things I liked, but I could never find my place. Why? Because God made me like that on purpose, for purpose. I grew up in a small town called Galt, California. Stands for Great American Little Town. 20,000 people. Still doesn't have a Starbucks. That's crazy. We were excited when we got McDonald's. The hot spot was called Galt Frosty. It only had a drive-up window. And I never felt like I fit there. Felt like I was almost mocked for being me there. Like, you don't really fit here. And what I found out is I didn't. I wasn't made for Galt, California. God designed me for a group of misfits that have come here from all over the world or have stayed here the test of time, grew up here and still here. Like you are, the people that grew up here, you are soldiers, man. We're like, how do, this is crazy living here. But God brought us all together, all these misfits. Why did he make you a misfit? They had to reject you. They had to walk out on you. Your last church had to not agree with where you were at. Why? Because God was calling you here. God was calling you to make a beautiful picture in downtown. He was, he was rallying all the dreamers from all over to do something that, that God has never revealed in downtown LA. He's doing something new here, right? There, there has never been a thing going on like this. God is doing something new in these last days. You had to be rejected. You had to be cut on. You had to be. You say, God, why did I have to go through that? So you could fit with me. So you could fit with him. Pain has a silly way of bringing people together. How do you tell people they can't belong with you? Oh, you don't know me. What are you saying? You don't know my pain. But someone who's been through a lot of pain, you're like, I like this person. We've been through some stuff. We've had some cuts taken out of us, and therefore, we're going to fight with each other. But vision gives purpose to pain. Vision gives purpose to pain. God is not calling you to be alone. He found you missing under the table because he had already started building the picture, and you were missing. He wasn't missing. You were and he found you. Maybe in the house, maybe in the church, maybe, maybe running, maybe, maybe found. What, he found you. And with his keen eye, said, you belong. You don't belong because of your age, your height, your race. You belong because he chose you. That's it. So when people come in and go, I don't know if I belong here. I'm like, did you ask God? Oh, you just, you just went for outward things? You went for facts, not truth? Oh, then you have to live off the facts for the rest of your life. It's a horrible way to have the picture, and you'll never know really what the pain was for. But if you get the picture, you'll start understanding, I didn't fit on purpose. This whole time, I was trying to be something I was never called to be. This whole time, I was trying to fit in goal, and I was wasting time on their ideas, on their thoughts, 
on their words over me, on them liking me, on them being proud of me. And I found my place planted in the house of God. All I'm asking today is will any other pieces join me in the beautiful picture that God wants to create? And at the end of the day, when you see a puzzle put together, you're not excited about the puzzle. Really? What's the picture on here? It's like a horse. Wow, oh my gosh. Look at that, no one got excited when I lifted this up. No one freaked out. When I, but when I see a puzzle put together, I freak out because someone took 500 pieces and had the eye on the vision and the eye on the piece at the same time. Stood in time and outside of time at the same time. You know who I want to meet at the end of seeing a puzzle? The guy who put it together. I'm not sitting here talking to puzzle pieces. Wow, you're awesome, man. I, I love how you fit in. No, no, this is not about us. This is about the master getting the glory. And you know why? Because we want him to tell others, I have something for you. I have something for you. I, I want to give my life to Jesus and say, Jesus, make a beautiful master's piece out of me. Take all the pieces and put them into the master. God, I'm rooted. Can I tell you this? I'm not leaving L.A. till L.A. knows Jesus. I'm not leaving this city. I'm not walking away. I don't care what comes tomorrow. I want to see a broken group of people find out that they are loved yesterday, today, and forever. I'm not leaving this place till every girl that's cutting her wrist finds out that there's a Jesus who loves her. I'm not leaving this place till every young man finds out that they are called, they are chosen, Thank you for listening. If you have something that you need prayer for, we would love to pray for you. Visit fearlessla.com slash fearless TV to fill out a prayer request or find more information about Fearless Church.